Welcome to another episode of, Man, this doesn't sound very Hold on Welcome to another episode of the Tony Gallo Show My name is Tony I'm here with my best friend Sahaj Say hi Sahaj Hey, what's going on? Oh wait, he's Wait, are you muted? Go ahead and speak mic was off I what's going on <laughs> now we can hear you um <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's a lot it's a lot going on first and foremost let's start with this because i was listening to the episode last week and i, I do want to just get the negativity out of the way and maybe negativity comes back later but the criticism i want to get that out of the way dude are you listening oh yeah i'm listening last week you sounded so monotone did it really? Yeah. Like, speak up a little bit. Cause you... I have an explanation for that. Okay, what's your explanation? Because <laughs> we did it at the end of the day when I was going to plan on going to bed. So, I t- I'd taken a melatonin. Yeah, you And did. the melatonin was hitting perfectly right as we were podcasting. <laughs> so. Jeez. So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's my bad. Well, so, I you're not like on, a baby, you're not you on melato- I mean? melatonin today? Hell no, it's freaking 6 o'clock. Yeah, we are doing it a bit early today. Good. Um, which is, uh, that's how it should be, you know. But yeah, we there's a lot of big news, right? A lot a lot of things to discuss. Um, there's a lot of news to discuss, but there's bigger news with you. Yeah, like, so... That I, trumps like all the other news articles and crap going on. <laughs> What's the big news? You tell. You say it. <laughs> you don't sound very freaking quitter. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! Like you don't, you don't just don't sound very happy about it. You sound a little upset over it, which I, I understand. You have every right to be upset. Let's go to war. And um, the biggest news, of course, um, this is life changing. Life changing. Let's put it. Let's put it, it that this way. This is the thing. I I did go on Instagram and announce it um, last Thursday, but as of last Thursday. I resigned from the Dallas Police Department. And whoa. I'm, whoa. I'm whoa. no longer a police officer. Yeah. Just rip it off. Yeah. This man is no longer a cop. Isn't that crazy? So we started our journey back in December of 2017, and now it's come to an end. Um, and it was a good run. But um, I don't know. I If you have any questions, I feel bad. I... I like the biggest thing, and I already told you about leaving law enforcement is, of course, not being able to work with you. Yeah. You know, because that was a big part of my life. And now we don't do that. So that's the biggest negative thing about it. Yes, because coming to work every day and uh, was more like freaking recess to me. It was like, oh, well. Let's go, let's go, let's, let's go have some fun. Yeah. And I mean, not all the time it was fun, but it's always fun to do. It's always fun to work with someone you're close to because then it turns it into less of a headache or a chore. It's more like, oh, let's go, let's go out there and get this bread or let's (laughs) go out there and write these tickets. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good time, but it it was, it was time and. Um, I mean, we had this discussion. Uh, I don't know if it was much of a discussion or me just telling you what I was going to do, but um, I mean, 
at the end of the day, one thing that is kind of brighter is that we do live together. I do rent a room from you and your wife here, and I do live with you, so I still get to see you pretty often. Yeah, no doubt. Just not as often. It's just, it's there's a big time difference for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any other questions regarding... I, I thought I was going to do an exit interview with the department, um, but it, it turned out to, like, one question was, like, why are you leaving career change or personal choice or personal, I was like, personal choice, whatever. Um, but the next chapter for me is I'm going to start at a law firm next week, and then um, my I'm, I'm pursuing my goal of becoming a lawyer. Yeah, well, that's good. You know? that's the That's the best way out is when you're going to go pursue something that you've always wanted to do. Yeah, I just wasn't happy with my and ultimately the reason I did it there is because I wasn't happy with the the lack of growth that I had at DPD um and if if I could do something different within the department it'd be that you know um as a leader to just come in and uh make it easier for officers to get out of just the same thing doing it over and over and over which is you know patrol I think some people like patrol some I think I don't know I mean, I, th- I would say most people maybe want to get out of patrol, I would say. Um, but, you know, that just gets very tedious and boring. And I, I just didn't feel like I was going to get out for a while. Yeah. And I think that's where that's where, um, you know, it's I think most people I've talked to some people who say they want to stay in patrol for their whole careers. And that's a per- that's their choice. But I think the majority of people want to go out and do something else. And it's funny when you get recruited by um, the police department, they tell you all these things you can do, all these units you can go into, all these different opportunities you'll have for growth. And for some reason, they want just all of us to stay in patrol. I mean, I've gotten rejected from my fair share of interviews. So I think yeah. at the end of the day, it is what it is. It sucks, but... Um, I also just sucked at the interviews within the department. I've told you this before. I just sucked. I just didn't. I, I don't. I didn't feel comfortable doing the interviews. I I thought they were stupid, honestly, if you ask me, um, because you just interview and they I kind of already know who the who they want. It's kind of like, stop wasting. It's a waste of time. time. Just appoint people already. Like who yeah. cares? If that's um, what it is, then they should do that. And I I don't know. And then I go and start interviewing for the private sector, and those interviews go pretty well. Like I feel comfortable. I feel fine. Um, so I I don't know. It it, it just. You know, I did it for f- nearly five years. I realized it's not for me. And I'm ready for you to get out of it, too. I know, you, you know. We'll yeah. see. There's a... I can't complain right now so much. I got... I can complain, but I won't because there's... It's my anniversary comes in October, so I get a uh, a little bump there. And but it's then, not all about the money. And then, I, and then I also have... But the money is keeping you in. And I also have two other... Um, pretty sweet gigs that I do on the side. So, and that's only because, and the only reason I can do that is because I am in law enforcement, but you're right. Money's not everything, but at the end of the day, it's just, I don't know. We'll see how doing this solo thing, working solo goes. Maybe I find my niche and I actually like it and want to stay for a long time, but I've never worked solo. So I've, I'm just now trying, I'm, I'm going to start working solo soon. Yeah. Just because. Well, you worked solo for like a couple of days. And then yeah, I remember when I, because I, I, I came to Third Watch for you to work with you. Third uh, Watch is afternoons. 
after your shift. Yeah, after new shift because I was overnight. I was doing overnight shifts, um, and I do remember, I I came, and I, I saw and I caught. I I liked the overnight shift, so I like, strictly came just to work with you, right? Sacrificing everything. You dude, you you shifts. don't. Nobody ever says they like overnight shift. That has to be the biggest lie on the police. I just department. I just want to say this. Those guys are literally so miserable. You can see it in their eyes when they walk into the station. Look like they're Walking Dead. That's it's such a lie. I just want to say this because you're so upset about me leaving. I get it. I understand it. Whatever. But the thing is, I come to work dirt watch, and the first thing you say to me is. Oh, maybe we should ride solo for a couple of days and then like partner up for a few days and see how we like it. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this man over here. Now you have the opportunity to ride solo every day, and now you're upset about it. I mean, I don't understand it. It's not like I'm upset about it. It's just uh, it could be the third watch because of my overwhelming guidance was probably the best thing you would have you could have done it was fun i i mean i don't regret doing it i'm just saying the shift is so much easier on the body <sighs> it's so much easier on the body just sleeping when normal people sleep is just a whole nother uh, that routine was still off the i'm i like this shift a lot more that we're on right now um but that I'm on right now, and it's just like I sleep like a baby, and I wake up and I get stuff done and go to work, and I don't know. We'll see. Well, I want to try the day shift one day. I want to see what the everyone everyone uh, brags about it. So, I ought to try it out one day if I can. Well, I mean, I'm gonna miss you, and uh, I, you know. Whenever you're ready to get out, get out. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe another five years. Maybe five another, years? Maybe another five to Jeez. ten. Probably do five, to five, maybe ten years. In patrol? Just totality. Could you do another five years in patrol? Um, if no, but I mean, Unless yes you got a no. second watch or something? Yeah, yes and no. If, if, um. If it, with the things the way they are right now, when it comes to um, uh, just you know, the political agenda and all that, if it gets worse and they continue like, and when I mean by political agenda, I don't mean by like the president or whatever. I'm talking more about our local politics. If it gets worse in terms of um how the city is going to run and function and if they're going to just go out there and target us, then I couldn't do the patrol part, but I could do another five, 10 years with patrol and maybe another year. And by target, um, I'll speak more freely here since I I mean, I'm no longer with the police department and I'm not talking bad about the police department, but, um, and I've heard this from other, from other officers is that the, um, DA, tries to go after police officers. They see it as some sort of power trip or something like that. So there's people in politics who intentionally try to go after police officers, intentionally try to charge them with with crimes and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and that's not something that if if that becomes rampant then I'll then I'll definitely probably get out, but um, And we know an officer who, who you know, who made him We know many. 
but we know specifically one who recently got arrested and you know he made a, a mistake wrote a report and you know it, it was it sounded like a complete good guy you know good guy he wrote a report and he just didn't write it well enough i guess and they arrested him yeah um, it's just and shit like that and, and i mean acts in good faith and everything and then they get charged and they get arrested and it's just so stupid. And then not only that, but then it affects the whole station because then they put six officers on on a time administrative leave, and they take forever to investigate these things. I don't even understand. I mean, and then no one can take a, a day off because there's they've got ten officers on a time now, and it's insane. And yeah. you know, really, you ought to go go and start asking questions to people. These people who are investigating officers, like, why are you taking ten months investigating officers? You know, no one can take a day off. You're wasting the city's money because, you know, they're still getting paid. So you you would want them. I mean, you would want them out there working. Right. But they're taking forever to investigate these guys. And, um, you know, and they're also under a lot of pressure. I mean, I, so. Yeah. And also when it, the crazy thing is that when if we have anything like those uh, George Floyd riots again, where and we don't let the police do their business and handle up on these uh, rioters and we let them walk all over our city, then at, I I just no longer could be a part of that because it's hard for me to stand there and just watch something happen or watch something happen to a coworker and not be able to act on it. Because if I, because at the end of the day, I'm going to, we're going to all defend ourselves and defend each other. But if it keeps going down this, this um, crazy, radical left sort of um uh you know this agenda that people are pushing then i i'm either gonna leave or i'm gonna go to an a department where um you know where this stuff doesn't happen and each department has its own flaws but this is a this could be a pretty big one depending on the way that we decide to navigate um, so far, so I would say so far, so good. Like we haven't really dealt with, I mean, we have seeing other officers go through stuff, but I mean, we, we do the best we can and we just, you know, go Well, home. sometimes it feels like, and you know, if you work hard in the culture, in the department, if you work hard, you're more likely to get hemmed up you know, in trouble or something if you're working hard because you're putting your, you're sticking your neck out more. And I don't know if it seems like people don't really like that. I don't know. Yeah. And I, well, and that also has also caused a lot of officers to take a step back and also just reevaluate like, okay. um, Maintain the status quo. Yeah. Let's just, and that's all what government is, is maintain the status quo. Um, Yeah. Let's not extend our necks too far. Right. You know, so it's kind of like, and that's eh. a, and that's a lot of, and it's not just. I don't a, think it's it's a just lot of DPD. I think that's just government in general. You know, that's how government works. You look at the federal government; it's very reactive, not very proactive. It's very maintaining the status quo. It's very slow, inefficient, ineffective. Um, so I don't blame just the Dallas Police Department for that. I think the Dallas Police Department is probably one of the best police departments. And you look at the officer. Um, from yesterday's deal over at Love Field Airport. We'll do a feel-good story on that, actually, mm-hmm. um, since the uh, chief shouted him out. 
the Dallas police officers are some of the hardest working officers. I would say that. And the best There's, trained. They're they're hardworking officers. The department, um, you know, tries to work with you, but because of the governmental structures and because of leadership that just has has given into that governmental structure of maintaining the status quo, I believe that's what that's where they fail their officers is because they want to maintain the status. They're too afraid to make big decisions, to be innovative, to do anything that's efficient because they want to maintain the status quo. It's too much work. And that's what's sad about government, just government in general, in my opinion. My opinion. But you know what? We'll, we'll come back to that. I'll go be in the private sector and then I'll come back to it later on. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think I, I don't think I could, I could probably do about ten years total. So we'll see what happens. And if it, if if down the road I get a pretty nice gig and I actually end up liking it, then who knows? I might stay fifteen, twenty. Hopefully, there's a if you plan on staying that long. Hopefully, there's a patrol bit so you can go second watch. Yes, we need some uh, second watch instead. Yes, we need some. We got to shake things up a little bit. Yeah. I in the good way, though. Hopefully, that, that's coming up in 20. Uh, it's frustrating. 23, I, if you come up. Yeah. And fresh. Well, I mean, I'm, there are a lot of departments, but in our department, they just cancel days off. So, yeah. That, you can't that's even a morale. Take days off. That's a morale sucker. And the work life balance, I mean, it's just terrible. You expect that in law enforcement, um, but you would kind of expect as you gain more seniority that you'd get more leeway and you'd get, you know, better work life balance the longer you, you, you're there. But it's kind of like, I don't know how long you got to be there to ever attain that. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's just the work-life balance is not is not there. Um, so, you know. I, yeah, you got to find a way to make it work. And hopefully, hopefully you're in an area where you could make it work. Otherwise, you're screwed. But we'll see what the private sector has in store for you. See how you like it. You sent me a uh, video on Instagram. Um, what was the video about? That the girl from the corporate, like just. Oh yeah, it's because they keep because because they misspelled my buddy's name, so he sent oh, that yeah. video. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, that's and I'm not hilarious. going into corporate corporate America. I'm going more into a boutique law firm. So boutique. Oh, I got you. Like it's a smaller, small, successful law firm. Right, right. right. Um, that you know that it, it's not you know. So you you feel more like a family unit. Like I met the owner already. You know, in corporate America, you don't generally don't meet the don't meet the CEO or anything like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of a name. It's kind of it'd be like the working for a department. So I think this is a good move because I, it feels like a family unit. You know. And you're taking a pay cut. Huge. Huge. Um, huge. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for now, but you I know. guess you are, but it also, you got to think about it. I think a lot of it might, not a lot of it, but some of it might even out because you're not paying into a pension program anymore, which consumed. Oh yeah. 32% a, of our paycheck. A ton of your paycheck. So yep. you got to think about it. You, you're you taking a cut, but I don't know, I think it's a manageable cut. It's man. Oh, for sure. It's manageable or else I wouldn't have done it. Um, yeah, so it, it'll be manageable. We'll make it happen. And really long-term, you know, $1.4 million a year, that's a go. That is the goal. In all sorts of income, so, you know. Yep, that is the goal. I think uh, once you get there, we'll uh, throw me a retirement, call it out. 
get some pension from the city and then get a Tony Gallo pension and I'm good for the rest of my life. We don't do pensions here. We'll do a 401k matching though. They'll, we'll be match. put, they'll put me on that lame shit. But we're business partners, so we just share profits. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're business partners. Whatever we decide to deal, we're business partners. Just kidding. We're not going to deal drugs. I don't know what you're talking about drugs over there. Business partners, bro. Yeah, I mean like real estate business oh, and things like that. I don't know gotcha, what kind of gotcha. business you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. Sorry, I was uh, just kidding about that. Uh, I don't know don't what you're look, talking about. Yeah, don't be investigating me and shit. <laughs> shit, I'm innocent. Um, we're going to get a veterinarian on, and I got to ask that question of why do dogs eat grass? So um, she'll come on and in just a little bit. Let's do the feel-good story. And then we'll be right back. A podcast unlike any other. You're listening to The Tony Gallo Show. Here's Tony with your feel-good story of the day. All right, so this lady went into the Love Field Airport here in Dallas, Texas. She claimed to be a prophet of God and um, went into the restroom. I believe she changed clothes or something like that. She came right back out. She was walking, pacing around by the uh, by the uh, ticket uh, stand or whatever you call Southwest it. Southwest ticket booth. Southwest ticket booth. And she comes out and she starts popping some. She takes a gun out and she starts popping some rounds up into the ceiling. Uh, a police officer is right there, very close to the suspect, actually. Uh, Dallas police officer, and he uh, quickly, quickly, quickly takes action, gets behind cover, and starts addressing the issue and, and starts uh, and brings her down. So, uh, Officer Cronin, Officer Cronin, he got a shout out from DPD Chief Garcia. Shout out to him. I think that's very brave and courageous. Isn't that a good story there? Yeah, safe probably saved a lot of lives a lot of lives and also at the also um great on the officer for being able to think so quickly yeah because in the video you can see him just walking very nonchalantly and there's so many people out in that lobby you look at the video and there's so many people out in the lobby anyway you can see that video that dpd chief garcia he tweeted it he said you can train officers on tactics scenarios all day long but i cannot train bravery or courage this this right here is bravery and courage we need officers to be both guardian and warrior officer cronin epitomized both yesterday he made dpd and the city of dallas proud and that folks is your feel good story of the day share the show on instagram and twitter because remember sharing is caring at tony gallo show Um, what stories do you got? Dude. Okay. So, <laughs> Tony and I have had many debates in the car, in the squad car, I about, about uh, random stuff. But we've, we've argued a lot about, um, not argued, I would say. We, we, we had lots of discussions about cars and where these car markets are headed because... 
Oh yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think I think because I like cars a lot, maybe that's why. Also, Tony got really into that as well, and it's very interesting to see the prices of uh, cars. So it's funny because we do get into stupid debates like this, car prices, and we get very pa- like we almost end up being angry at each other because of them. Yeah, and I think um, what's crazy is uh, Chevy just Chevy's uh, announced their new. Uh, mid-engine corvette the c8 or whatever and it's the i think the z06 model is coming out and it's it's insane the price they're charging for what are they charging i think the msrp is like a hundred and six thousand. Oh my god for a corvette and and it's a beautiful corvette um quadruple exhaust like quad exhaust and everything it probably all the bells and whistles you can think about but 106 for a corvette it's crazy because um like who pays a hundred and six thousand? Well, this is the argument that, that I made, and, and this is why I told you, I told you this maybe six months ago. I said it's gonna be hard to buy a new car for anything less than like thirty thousand dollars. And I, what did I say? I said thirty between thirty and forty five thousand dollars for a new car, you know? Yeah. And I said beginning in twenty twenty five and four, but it looks like it's be already beginning. So, and my reasoning is. We at the consumer demands we we demand more out of our vehicles in 2022. You know, mm-hmm. like we have all like I just uh I had to downgrade to a Honda. I say downgrade, but I mean I was able to still give me a brand new Honda, which is really nice. Um, but I mean the the amounts of sensors and everything, the technology in these cars is just so they're gonna be more much more expensive to manufacture, and that cost is gonna you know roll all roll on over to the consumer. And that's why I believe it's going to be tough to buy a, find a car, you know. And I think you were saying something like, no, I can get a new Toyota for $12,000. You're insane. No, I think you overpaid on your new car by a lot. Because <laughs> you could still get a brand new vehicle for like tw- 20, like a brand new Honda for like 20. You can, like tell, MSRP is like you can tell I trigger him when he starts insulting me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the truth. This man paid like beyond full price for his car <laughs> no <laughs> negotiations went into that room the salesman walked out with a big fat check but with me they wouldn't do that and you know what this is the thing i won because my debt came down my monthly payments came down my apr on my debt came down so i won on our off fronts and i said you know what I, I i i you can tell me i had a budget i went in with the budget and i came out and I'm, i have a great car and it's supposed to last me a very long time so you say that I got screwed, but I think I won, and I, you know, and I just told you why. Coming from where you're coming, you were already coming had a pretty big loss. So a lot of coming going on. <laughs> so this is what I wouldn't really call this winning. I would call this like still at a loss, haven't broken even just yet. I would, but now you see that my my argument of good luck trying to buy a ca- a new car for under thirty k, you know, just good luck beyond twenty twenty two. You can you could still get a 2022 Civic or Camry or whatever for like 25 brand new. Yeah, you could. But and the MSRP online shows it to be like below 30, but then you get they get to the leadership. So unless Honda direct starts selling directly to consumer, then maybe it comes down a little bit. Yeah, so like Americans aren't totally screwed yet. You're only screwed when you buy luxury vehicles. But now I did see and I mean you go look at the average price of the new uh new car price. Um, and it's something in the forties now, I think. Yeah. And what's crazy is the average, like average Americans monthly payment on their car is like seven. I think the average is like 712 or $720. Yeah. I was above that. 
with a with a truck. Now I'm below that. I think that I think that number is pretty wicked, but like if you if you're driving a luxury vehicle, then you know that's the figure you're probably going to look at as like the 700 plus payment range, especially if it's financed. But if you're driving an everyday car, there's and you're paying something astronomical for it it's it's almost something something went wrong either into the deal into the financing into the negotiations or it was just like you just accepted it like whatever i need a car asap this is it is what it is i'm gonna take it but dude a freaking new corvette for 106,000. don't get me wrong it's a beautiful car and um the the raptor r made its debut uh, debut and ford is just i don't maybe I don't know what happened or what's going on, but their new price for the Raptor R, which is a V8 supercharged uh, Ford Raptor. And I love the Raptor. $109,000 for a Ford freaking Give me, Raptor. I promise you, give me five years, you're going to see me in a Raptor. Raptor R, maybe. Give me five to six years, and you'll see me. In a Raptor R, in Preston Hollow. The craziest thing was, is I wanted to order the Raptor R, so I called up probably 50-plus dealerships. And we have some audio of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I've called up you tons should've. of dealers to get my hands on the Raptor because I was willing to pay that MSRP, which is whatever, which what I just said it was. 109. Because, 109. And the only reason why I was willing to pay it is because of the rare, of how rare that truck is going to be. Because you would never be at home. <laughs> you would you would be doing extra jobs. Let's get your wife up here and see how she feels about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> like and 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 the cra- and my whole thing was like I will buy that truck. I will have fun with that truck for however long. And I'll turn around and sell it for twenty thirty thousand dollar profit. But turns out the dealerships have already caught on to it, and they are already marking up the truck by twenty to fifty. I've heard as high as fifty thousand dollars. And one stupid dealership I called. <laughs> Uh, freaking disgrace. <laughs> they said that they were taking a list for the Raptor R and the customer that's willing to pay the most over sticker is going to be the winning customer. <laughs> and when I called that's those douchebags, they said that right now we're at 40,000 over. Can you top 40,000? I'm like, the audacity to say such dumb shit. I was, and I Man. was like, no, thank you. Bye. I, the thing is, I never want to pay over sticker for anything just because at that point, it depends the way you look at it, but nothing to me is worth over sticker price. If you're already charging 109000 for a truck, then I don't want to pay 140 for that truck because 140 gets me that can get me a luxury, can be a freaking Porsche for that money. Consumers, and, I think, are getting frustrated, frustrated dealing with the dealerships also. I hate dealing with dealerships. And if I could go on there and order it, go like Ford.com, spec it out, order it, and um, we figure financing out. When I guys, Before, when I bought my yeah. Tesla, I just want to tell you how amazing my Tesla buying process was. Didn't speak to one car salesman. Um, paid exactly what I saw on the screen, which was pretty cheap compared to where they're at now. And then it shipped straight to the mall. I went in, drove down to the parking garage, literally activated a car on my phone, hopped in, dropped. Out. I didn't speak to a salesman from beginning, middle, and end. Only thing I had to talk to somebody was about is. When is a vehicle going to be expected to be delivered? Just so I can get, I was trying to sell my other car. So, you know, it is what it is. But Tesla, like we, like companies that follow Tesla's protocol in buying car in yeah. uh, selling cars. I, I think it's going to happen. I think dealerships are going to become extinct eventually. And, um, you know, and I feel sorry for the people working at the dealerships, but I mean, that's just the consumer 
generally is what the consumer wants, and the consumer is getting tired of dealing with the dealerships. Um, and I do think eventually it, it'll be all direct to consumer. And now, with all the technology, I think car manufacturers can actually make it happen. You know, it used to be, I think dealerships probably existed because they couldn't make it happen, but now they've got internet. <laughs> yeah. So they can make it happen now easier than ever. Um, but one thing that I've learned in growing up and buying cars, it's never about the monthly payment. It's about how much money are you borrowing to make your, you know, I mean, monthly payment is important, but what's more important for me now is how much more money am I financing? How much money am I adding to my debt? You know? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is that's where dealerships will get you is to be like, oh, like what, what, what's your budget? What can you afford monthly? monthly right. But it's not about the monthly. It's about right. the totality of the, of the, of the cost of the car because they'll break the payments down for you monthly so Easy, you can yeah. afford it. No, no problem. But you know, they have, and these are just tactics that they use to, you know, do such things. But um, I think that we need a, I think more dealerships need to start. I call them dealerships. I don't think I've had a good experience at one dealership except for, and I didn't even go to, and I think Tesla has been the best. Like they got to follow Tesla's man. And Tesla sells some really good vehicles and even really high end vehicles. So the plaid, for example, I mean, it's what you see is what you pay and you spec it out right there and there and sent to you and you're done. It's easy. There's not a whole lot of middlemen that need to get paid. No, it's like buying something off. It's like buying, it's like buying, um, it's like buying something off Amazon. Literally put it in your cart and it's shipped to you. Your yeah. car is shipped to you in three months. It's easy. I think that's how the shopping experience is going to get more with, with the cars. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, I five to 10 the years. Give me, give, the price are going to stay up. I think they're, they're going to stay up even for your everyday car, like, like Toyotas and Hondas. It's just going to stay up because they're going to manufacture the, these cars. They got to stay competitive. You know, they can't just manufacture some, basic car now you know not put any technology in it they have to stay competitive and in order to be competitive in 2022 you have to have a whole lot of technology yeah you know, even your basic package is a whole lot of technology you know so more so than it was more so than it was so it it it's going to be more expensive to build these cars by the way i i, I saw something a headline um the government is getting involved with the chip making process and i think they funded like 200 280 billion dollars um for the chip making manufacturers. Oh, really? So maybe that'll help out with the, with the, uh, with the market a little bit, but, um, yeah. Cause from what I was, from what I, what it used to be was, um, cars were being, cars were being made, but they're just sitting on, um, uh, they're sitting in the plant just waiting for these chips and, you know, customers waiting years or, you know, at least like six to six months to a year for their new vehicle is um i don't know we'll see we'll see what's going on yeah i think investing in chip companies right now would be kind of smart it would be an it would be a good idea because i mean technology not financial advice. has become has uh evolved a whole lot for sure yeah for sure speaking of all that stuff 100 percent. if we um uh speaking of all this stuff the fed is going to do a uh uh a basis point hike tomorrow so we'll see how that um affects i don't know i can't i, n I never know what that means in terms of translation to interest rates but i think right now we're at 5.5 to 6 percent for a house or a single family house which historically still not terrible but you know you can afford less of a house now the higher interest rate is the less of a house you can afford so 
I think it's we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, I think we're trying to combat inflation this way, and I don't know. I haven't in my journey of life haven't been through an economic. Well, actually, in '08 and '09 maybe, but I wasn't old enough to understand what the hell was going on with the housing market crash. I didn't even know what that was. So yeah, but now I'm still you know, not old enough to understand much of the housing stuff. Yeah, so now we're having. We will fun. never be old enough to understand everything, and that's okay. Yeah, that's true. But it is a it is cool to live through a circum circum like to live through these circumstances, so you know through what COVID. to prepare for. Oh, not COVID. Oh, by the way, when we get the vet doctor in, ask about Costa Rica because I think she's been over there a couple times and she loves it over there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So don't let, don't let me forget about that. When we come back, uh, we'll probably do that. Let's go ahead and do that. And um, then let's, I've got an, a trivia game. Then we're going to change, you know how we always do name that song, title, mm-hmm. whatever. We're going to do a trivia game for you this time, okay? It's easy trivia. And uh, Saha so just going to try to get the right answer. So thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Share the show on Instagram and Twitter because remember, sharing is caring. At Tony Gallo Show. We've got Dr. Elizabeth Crowley on the line. Uh, she's one of my very good friends from high school. Uh, we got along so well. And um, I had, I thank you for coming on. And I just wanted to ask you kind of maybe you'd see as a stupid question, you know. But maybe it's, not, I don't know. By the way, you're hiking right now? No, I was earlier today. Now I'm back home. Okay, where, where'd you go? Yeah. New Hampshire. Hiked the mountain today. How, how, how long was the hike? Uh, like nine miles, I think. Oh, wow. Man, just going out there and being adventurous. I that's one thing I, I loved about you. By the way, my um uh, Sahaj here is going to Costa Rica and when are you going? I think in uh September. September? Um, oh, you're gonna have so much fun. Is there any any specific area or part of Costa Rica you recommend for the like the most nature, beauty and beaches and all that? Oh, so many places um for nature one in like zip lining and forests and all that one of the most popular places to go is monteverde okay. um gotcha san jose is the capital it's not that exciting i wouldn't spend much time there other than probably your flight um for beaches there's a lot of really good ones on the pacific um the west coast okay um if you want um, a party beach, Camarindo is the place to go. It's sometimes called Temagringo because <laughs> it's a bunch of gringos. <laughs> um, you can also go to Hako is another big party beach. Um, really, I mean, like uh, there's a bunch of like little towns that have really, really pretty beaches. Pretty much any beach you go to on the West Coast is going to be stunning. So it just depends on if you want like a party tourist scene or just like a small town, more local um, kind of thing. But um, it's going to be gorgeous and I'm really jealous. That's awesome. And then um, were you, did you Airbnb everywhere or did you uh, stay in a all inclusive place or? Um, I, well, I've, I've been twice. The first time was study abroad. So we stayed with family. 
families, um, which was super cool. And then the second time um, I stayed in hostels. Um, but there are definitely resorts and hotels and like all the options. So um, just kind of depends on your preference. And last question, how many days do you go for? Um, when I was studying abroad, I went four months. <laughs> and then the second time when I went back, I think it was like a week, maybe 10 days. Okay, yeah, um, awesome. But we're it was a while ago. Yeah, we're going for like 10 days. Like, Yeah, I think I went and like the last time I think was like, yeah, that'll be really fun. What's the one of the questions? You should try try surfing if you haven't. I'm oh, okay. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I will try that. What one of the questions I think that came up is when when the rainiest season is. When is the rainiest season over there? Do you know? Um. Yes, I don't. I think it was when I was there, which was um like September through December, but I. Honestly, I don't remember. I would trust Google more than my answer. Okay, but you still had a good time. A few years. <laughs> you still had a, you had a good time despite that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, that's well, awesome. That's Thank good. you so much. Uh, d- well, Doctor Crowling is yeah, from. Get, she got her. She's very credentialed, like the official and everything, right? Texas A and M, one of the best vet schools that we have, right, in the nation. I would say. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> that's what. They- <laughs> Um, no, honestly, so we were recording last week and I was like, why do dogs eat grass? Because my, my dog was doing it. Do you get this question a lot? Why do dogs eat grass? Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of interesting questions. Um, <laughs> dogs eat grass. <laughs> it can be for a few reasons. Um, okay. they can just be bored. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, there's grass there and it tastes kind of okay. And so they eat it. <laughs> Um, they could also, if they're not like eating the right diet, they could have a fiber deficiency and like grass is a source of fiber. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like, but that I feel like is not as common. Um, I feel like the most common thing is like, they're probably just bored or they kind of like the taste of it. Like some grasses, I mean, like some grasses sweet and sweeter than others. And so they kind of like the taste of it. They're like, yeah, I'll just eat it. But usually it's fine. Um, sometimes they do it um, to get your attention. Uh, it can be a behavioral problem. Uh, if you're not giving them enough attention, you can, then they'll be like, oh, I'm just going to do something bad so you um, give me attention and so then they eat grass. Interesting. That is interesting. Because my dog does it all the time now. I don't think – maybe it is the attention thing. I don't know, but I feel like I give her enough love. I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have a cow because my dog does it all the time too. And she's – big girl <laughs> maybe it's the uh, the diet stuff but um have you ever worked on a horse um we had to in vet school but i strongly prefer to not mm, why is that are they just so um they like to just die on you oh that's sad. oh really <laughs> that's really they're sad. very fragile Oh, um, I mean, they like don't just do that, but like they're actually they're they're very fragile. Um, they can get a lot of the, a lot of things wrong with them pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and also, um, horse owners can be well. I don't offend anybody, but horse owners can be a little bit crazy. Um, especially like I mean, not that I was ever working with like you know really famous or prized possession horses, but um, especially once you get into that realm, it's very much cutthroat and competitive and all kinds of things that I don't really 
like so gotcha what's her life expectancy yeah. do you know her life expectancy of a horse um if they're just chilling in the pasture and they're healthy they can live to be like almost 30 awesome oh wow you really want horses don't you yeah i want to i always envision yeah. not always but i've envisioned your life with a couple horses like a farm and stuff yeah like my own he wants a whole farm i want a whole yeah i really want that'd it. be fun yeah and the horses are fun to like ride and have i just don't want to like take care of them the main <laughs> yeah the maintenance would be a headache almost wow sounds yeah. like it yeah i'd have to facetime you doctor and say hey something's wrong with my horse telemedicine baby it hasn't I, woken up in three days i would say <laughs> it's dead <laughs> go call another vet because <laughs> i don't know anything about horses <laughs> so um you work overnight at a, an emergency hospital right yeah but small animals with no uh, horses so what what's what's your what what animal do you work with i would say like most frequently dogs and cats okay for sure we uh man that's it that's sad we had a a, a dog get shot once and uh remember that one dog that got shot over there in the street and they mm -hmm. had to go um do emergency aid on them we we've actually ran into a lot of dogs that they um that unfortunately get hit pretty hard and um i don't know what is what is it like you know what 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 is it like you know, you get this dog, he's either shot or ran over. I mean, I don't know what you get mostly, but how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, like what would I do or like, how do I deal with it emotionally? <laughs> I guess, I guess both. Well, what do you do when a dog comes in, he's been shot or something. And then let's say you can't really do much. How do you tell the owner? Cause I'm sure that's a, that's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you can always start doing something. So you can always, like, you know, give pain meds and always. Um, but if their injuries are, like, really, really bad and it becomes a quality of life discussion, then you just yeah. have to talk about that, um, which sucks. But, I mean, I'd rather do that than let them just sit there and suffer and not know why. So Right, right. Um, I always had to call an emergency vet uh, when I was in college with my dog because she would always have diarrhea and I was too, and I would always have to get advice from an emergency vet. So I really gave, I like really give y'all props because sometimes at two, three in the morning when she's having diarrhea and I have no idea what to do as a broke college kid, they would definitely Aww. try to yeah give me some advice. But now um, I think for her, she's a black lab mix and we have her on a prescription diet straight from the veterinarian. And, um, we don't mess with any other foods except for the prescription stuff just because, I mean, it seems to be working for the past few years. What do you think of the, good. what do you think of the Hills food, the prescription by Hills food? Hills is a great company. Okay, good. That's what um, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're one of the three brands that um, I would recommend overall. I think Sick. I give my dog uh, Rachel Meadow Nutrish. Is that, is that good? <laughs> that is not one of the brands that I recommend, but, you know, to each their own. <laughs> I, I need, well, the Hill stuff smells really good. Like, um, I dog sit it for, for Sahaj once. You tried to eat some, too. I, yeah, it Shame smells so you. good. I was like, man, yeah, this actually smells it? good. He's like, oh, the, I had some milk. It looks like Cocoa Pebbles. And then, but I need a prescription yeah. for that. 
Yeah. Well, the one I do, I, I need a prescription. It's an ID. There is a, there's some over-the-counter, too. Okay. What's the brand? Hills? H-I-L-L-S? Okay. Hills. Yeah. That's what that. I feed my cat. Okay. I'm going to look into that. And we're we're going to give Gracie uh, um, that food instead. Anything else, Ahaj? Uh, Anything else that people would like to know? <laughs> no. I mean, you know, <laughs> as I feel like... I feel like we covered it all. I mean, you have a cat. Me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you had that. a cat. What's your cat's name? Samantha. Oh, what'd you get her? Um, senior year of college, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know you yeah. had a cat. It's a little Samantha. Um, any, yeah. any, uh, tips or advice? Um, it's really hot out here in Texas. I know you, you, you're lucky you don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is it okay for me to go and walk my dog in, in, you know, is the pavement too hot or how do I, how do I judge that? Pavement is definitely too hot, probably at all times of the day. Um, I actually seen that here too. Like dogs will get their paw pads burnt. Um, and it's only like 80 something degrees here. Oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, pretty much any time like the cement is in direct sunlight, especially like triple digits, it's going to be, I mean, there's like charts and like, I don't know, somebody has studied what, what temperature it actually gets to. But um, yeah, if it's in the middle of the day, like probably after the sun goes down, it'll get a little bit better. But um, yeah, definitely be cautious of that because it will burn their little toe beans. Yeah, we haven't had any rainfall or anything to help us out here. So we're in... But yeah, it's a yeah. it's a messier. It's a drought. Yeah, it's a drought drought season. But anyway, hey, I'll be up in the Northeast in Boston this fall. Hopefully, I keep I keep saying you, and I'm I'm gonna make it happen this year so I can come visit. All right, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you too. Thanks, thanks for talking to us, Doctor Crowling. There, Elizabeth Crowling. Thank you so much. We'll send you a check. <laughs> oh, okay great <laughs> all right talk to you later all right so that was dr elizabeth crowling joining us um she works in boston so shout out to her and um she's awesome thanks that's good advice right there especially the i was walking gracie and you know the, the, the i was worried about the pavement stuff so we gotta watch out for our dogs if you're in texas you know the drought is pretty extreme right now anyway we'll be right back with more the show on instagram and twitter because remember sharing is caring at tony gallo show all right so um monkey pox <laughs> jesus <laughs> i honestly think i i look listen before we wrap it up um here we're gonna wrap it up very soon but I honestly think this monkeypox thing is like, uh, like the World Health Organization came out and called it uh, uh, an emergent outbreak or whatever, uh, kind of like they did with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't, it, like, it's not very deadly from what I hear. Um, go do your own research, I'd say, but it's not very deadly. And the organization was very hesitant about declaring it a uh, I don't even know what the term is, honestly. But the you know like they declared COVID a public outbreak or whatever, uh, like state of emergency or whatever the hell, S- something like that. I don't know. And they tried to do the same thing with this monkeypox. I do think 
maybe because the elections, the midterms are coming up, it has something to do with it. Uh, now, this is the World Health Organization, but I did some research and it looks like the U.S. primarily funds the World Health Organization. So they were going to they're going to say whatever the U.S. wants them to say. Um, now, Trump did come in and defunded the World Health Organization because no other nations were putting in uh, a lot of money. But then Biden came in and funded it all over again. So they do what the U.S. wants them to do. So just be on the lookout for that. And don't fall into fear mongering. It's not something where you should even even COVID. It's not something where you want to just live your life in fear and fear monger all over that stuff. And don't listen to the fear mongers because basically what they're what they're going to convince you to do is stay at home, don't do anything, don't socialize, don't interact, which has far worse um, health uh, uh, detriments compared to just coming down with COVID or something like that. It so. just doesn't seem like it's a very urgent thing. It doesn't seem like it's deadly, like it, it's COVID, like, you know, and that's what, how they're trying to portray it to be. Yeah, it's just do your own research and... Don't always be guided by what the media says. That's that's the moral story. But it is what it, you booked a trip to Costa Rica, so you're excited for that. You're looking forward to that. Yep, hell yeah. I think I'm gonna go to Vegas in October also, and then um, I'll probably go to Austin next weekend. Actually, probably in Austin. Nice, nice for someone's nice. birthday. So I'm excited. That'll be fun. Yeah. But thanks for joining us thank you for hosting it (laughs) and thank you for listening don't forget to share the show with your friends and your family and your neighbors and your doggies and your cats and your mom and your mothers and your fathers thank you so much for joining joining us we'll see you later adios show on instagram and twitter because remember sharing is caring at tony gallo show